and let you guys know what's going on this week. So let's get started with, I think the freebies. We're gonna pay some bills, promoting some freebies. So the more money you spend with Adafruit, the more free stuff you're gonna get. So let me run through some of these freebie goodies. For $99 or more, if you order $99 or more worth of stuff, you get a free half size Perma Proto breadboard. For orders that are $149, you get the half size Perma Proto plus a randomly selected Stemma QT breakout. If you have an account with Adafruit, we'll make sure you don't get the same one twice. That's really nice. For orders that are $200 or more, you'll get the randomly selected Stemma QT breakout, the half size Perma Proto, and free ground shipping for continental US. And for orders that are $299 more, you'll get the free ground shipping, the randomly selected STEM QT board, the Perma Proto half side breadboard, and this week's Spotlight product, you'll get a free Circuit Playground Express with orders uh, for $299 or more. So that's awesome. Circuit Playground Express is one of the flagship products that Adafruit's packed with lots of goodies like NeoPixels, accelerometers, buttons, buzzers, switches, PDM microphones. Flash, two megabytes of flash. He's got everything. It runs CircuitPython, Arduino, TinyGo, and like a hundred other different programs. You can, you can even do JavaScript too. Why not? You know, throw it all in there. So check those out at adafruit.com slash free. These items get added to your cart automatically. And if you don't have an account, please make an account. It's free to do so. And that is your freebies. And I have now paid the bills. We got other free, free. We already got other awesome things. It is the Halloween season. It is September 1st. Happy September 1st, everybody. Halloween Hackfest is a sponsored contest that Adafruit is partnering with DigiKey and Hackaday.io. So check this out. We got a blog post on blog.adafruit.com. Um, let me pull up the website. I want to see if there's some new, um, some new entries. Give me a moment while I queue up the, the website because I didn't queue it up. Um, so let me see. Where would I even find it? <laughs> um, come on guys, help me out here. Contests, here we go. I got it. See, I found it. I know what I'm doing. There we go. So I went to Hackaday.io and there's a button over here that says contest. They got other contests going on, but the Halloween Hackfest, the Halloween Hackfest is the one that, you know, we're sponsoring. So the deal is um, you create a project. It can already be a project you've made before and you uh, create it through Adafruit.io's website and then you can submit it uh, with a little button. And there's a whole breakdown here in the text that I've highlighted. And uh, there's some example projects here and there's some, uh, some submissions. There's seven new submissions. It's relatively early. Last week, uh, I, was, I was looking at the animatronic child, the Grogu from The Mandalorian. This week I'm seeing some cool stuff from Chernobyl, the HBO original Whoa. series Chernobyl. I gotta start watching that because like, uh, I've heard it's really, really good. So. All is awesome. Check them out. It's really, it's free to, to enter. Um, and if you use Adafruit gear, you don't have to, but if you do, your prize doubles. So that's awesome. So check it out, Hackaday.io. Click on the contest and take a look at some of the entries for inspiration. And we hope, we hope that you are in, um, I don't know, get, <laughs> get inspired to make some fun Halloween stuff this year. Um, so that is the Hackfest. All right, moving on. Help Wanted. There are some new jobs. Actually, there's some ones from last week, so let's take a look at them real quick. If you don't know, Adafruit has a jobs board. Go to jobs.adafruit.com. You can see all the um, open positions that are around the makersphere. Uh, so you can take a look here. Uh, there's an open hardware summer chair. There's an exhibit maintenance technician, supply chain specialist, and there's still a opening for DigiKey for a influencer and content creator rock star. So if that's you, check it out. There's some full-time positions, remote positions and contract positions. You can uh, create a job if you're an employer or you can post up your maker skills as a, you know, as a, what would you call it? As a maker. Uh, as a maker for hire, <laughs> thanks. So check those out. That's the jobs board at jobsafe.com. Good, cool. Every day there's a newsletter from the team, the, C the CS team here at Adafruit. They do daily emails. If you'd like to be, uh, if you'd like to subscribe to the various categories, go to adafruitdaily.com. Awesome categories such as CircuitPython on hardware, um, IoT monthly, 3D printing, biohacking, maker business, and lots more. So check that out, adafruitdaily.com. It's a standalone website. 
because we promise never to spam folks and we never automatically subscribe folks to it. So you gotta do it manually. Once a week, we have a newsletter called the New New Newsletter. It goes with Lamar's jingle that she does every week. And you can um, get notified through your inbox on all the new products that are added weekly to the store, which is amazing. What an amazing feat. New products every week, that's crazy. Well, we're crazy. And that is the new new newsletter. Every Monday is a CircuitPython meeting. It happens live in the Discord chat room. You can tune in live or listen at the archive on any of your favorite podcasting services. This is where the community, the CircuitPython community and the core devs come together, talk about what they're working on and what they wanna work on. It's a great opportunity for folks to uh, listen into the inner workings of Blinka and is she a delicious cake or not? This is a cake <laughs> she has been eaten. <clears throat> They have cake every single week. On the meeting? <laughs> Next week it won't be Monday because here in the States there oh, yeah. is a bit of a Labor Day holiday. And uh, that will be on Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. So check it out tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow. Next week, Tuesday. What else do we have? I believe that's it. You believe that's it? All right. Well, that's this housekeeping. And um, let me check back in and uh, follow up with some, some, uh, some shout outs. I want to shout out um, Alvaro, who's hanging out in Costa Rica. Fetty too, this is his handle. We got Richard from the UK, working on some Tinkercad stuff, that's awesome. And then Pedro is uh, posting up links, so. Any other chat rooms? Yeah, over on the YouTube chat, we got Jack Bruton, who uh -huh. is working on an Iron Man arc reactor today while watching. That's great. Awesome, can't wait to see. Yeah. Definitely come on the show and tell. Yes, we invite you to show and tell it's tonight at 7.30. <laughs> We're not hosting this week, but maybe we'll host next week. And then some yeah. big ups from Vince on the Star Trek badge. Oh yeah, we got some more Star Trek coming up. Can't wait for that. All right, are we ready to jump into this week's project? Yeah, this week's project is another Suicide Squad project. Phil really wanted this cool prop that is uh, used by the rat catcher. So this is the rat catcher communicator. Yeah, we can we can uh, command and manipulate swarms of rats, which is <laughs> always a great superpower when um, intergalactic beasts that are shaped like starfish come and want to want to take over the world. Well, we got a, a, a fancy communicator device that can uh, that can control these rats. <laughs> Yeah, so the hard part about this is literally trying to get the reference shots because it's like mm. in three scenes in oh, the entire that's really, movie. That's really the hardest part. Yeah, it and then you can't see when... any of the details because the uh, rat catcher is always holding it in her hand, so it's kind of yeah. hard to see any of the details. It's dark and kind of gloomy. Yeah, there's like, like right at the blue. end, I think, is the best shot that you could see. But it's like covered in dirt, so like everything is uh, obfuscated. Oh, yeah. yeah, so... Uh, so it's completely 3D printed. It is using the Circuit Playground Express to That's do the light up stuff. And it's got all these little greeblies and knobs and things that are a bit of a fun detail. But the battery is actually hidden inside the handle, which is always a great spot to hide your battery. And uh, this uses the cylindrical battery, those blue kind of batteries, the 2200 milliamp batteries. Those fit nicely here, they're rechargeable as well. And one of the cool things I like about the prop in the movie, you can actually see some of the wires and stuff. And that's why the wires stink out there. It actually is Stinks a functional around. thing. The, the wiring is a part of the prop and it's a, it's a part of the actual real electronics. So if you want to turn this off, you could uh, wire up a slide switch if you want, but we think it's fine that you can take this out. And it, because it's rechargeable, we had to have a little rechargeable uh, LiPo backpack. I think that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. And uh, this lets you recharge your battery over micro USB. So if you wanted to charge this up, I got a little cable here for you. So we'll go ahead and charge up our battery. And um, this is how you want to uh, do these type of projects. If you don't want to have an integrated LiPo thing, you can always charge it this way. A lot of our uh, cosplay props are uh, charged this way. So you can integrate it into your circuit, that's fine, but you can always have it be minimalistic and then charge it after the fact. And because the wiring is exposed, it's, it's easy enough to part just of the have prop. it that way. Yeah. Which is really cool because we didn't have to hide it. We didn't have to have any uh, sort of design consideration for that. 
except having it uh, be exposed, which is pretty uh, nice when designing everything. This is great. When, normally when you're making a prop, you have to embed everything, you have to do tricks and everything to route cables and routing and soldering while you're, you're uh, fitting and threading your wires is a pain in the neck. So this project, because of the way it actually is in the movie, it really made it simple. The circuit playground is embedded inside this dome and we didn't have to break any of the USB out or the, it's just using a JST extension cable that plugs into, uh, you're probably gonna take it apart and all that stuff so you can really showcase like how you wanna make your props modular so that they can be serviced and so that it's easy to kind of reprogram it. At some point, we're gonna have over the air programming, maybe next week, <laughs> but as of Prison. now, uh, look how screws, right? Like I, I kind of make a joke in the video about how many screws, but it really is um, a nice technique to use in your props is use as many screws as you can so that it's uh, not, nothing is glued. Is that right? Like, yeah. Nothing's really glued here. Look at this clever way that Pedro mounted uh, the CPX. Go ahead and turn it off so we can take a look at how you have uh, managed to like embed this thing inside of two domes and somehow like it still is able to um, diffuse the entire globe, the entire um, dome rather, um, without like too much trickery. Mm -hmm. um, so this is some PLA material that we really recommend. It's kind of the natural PLA color, I suppose, like a translucent PLA. It doesn't really, it, at least for this effect, we want it to have this kind of white color. So that's why we have this translucent natural PLA. Yeah, we tried the, uh the clear or translucent and it has more of like a crystal uh look to it it, it does. doesn't diffuse the entire dome it gives you some weird hot spots too so That's this exactly evenly it, yeah. diffuses it so whenever you're doing something that kind of wants to stay white i think if you change the color this will um it'll soak in the color if that makes sense like it'll adapt to that color so we really recommend the natural clear PLA is normally what it's called, mm -hmm. but if you're just doing regular white PLA, sometimes the pigment is, it tends to be warmer or, or more blue. And uh, this stuff, as you can see, you can almost see through it. You can see like the thing through there. So you can see it's not really quite like a full white PLA. Um, yeah. That's what and it's called natural, I think. Natural, So yeah. that's the one, that's the key word you want to look for. Natural, natural white. clear, yeah. Not clear. Not clear good. will be like the translucent, which right. will have the hot spots. Transparent, in. this is translucent. Or transparent, yeah. yeah. Cause then it will have those hot spots and it won't illuminate the right. entire dome. And if we were to change the code with like a quick color, we could make this completely red. And then that, that would be really fun. Maybe we'll do that during the live show just to show like how good this material is. But uh, that's my rant. I really wanted to talk about the, the, the material because uh, I feel like that's something that a lot of folks might uh, benefit from because it translates to so many different props. Yes, so, in terms of uh, illuminating all the props that you right. want to have as wearables that saturated and color, yeah. Yeah, the other cool thing about this is uh, you do need a bunch of supports, but once you have your supports all dialed in, you can have a very nice, uh, in terms of hang, uh, overhangs, and just how thin these are. I was talking about this last week. This is one of the things that I was super happy about. I thought I would have to make this a lot more thicker and uh, more, you know, uh, bigger in terms of uh, not being so thin so that the uh, part could actually come out and not be all brittle. This one's nice and strong, so it has plenty Pretty of uh, <laughs> strength when you're removing the supports on this. And uh, instead of having it be like a dual extrusion print, I wanted to make oh, sure that everybody uh, with a single extruder would be able to print this out. Yeah. And I think it's a lot more easier in terms of having it be two pieces since you are able to uh, have this be like the thing that holds the entire uh, piece together in, in, term, in, in terms of uh, uh, if it was uh, dual extruded, it would be a little bit more messy oh, gosh, having to incredible. switch between all the tool <laughs> paths for this. Yeah. So yeah, a lot more cleaner, I believe, yeah, than uh, sure. having it be dual extruded. Yeah. Let's see, where are there some fun? Yeah, it's a bunch of screws. They're the uh, M25s <laughs> and the three millimeter, or the M3s for the circuit playground, and then the M2.5. Uh, we do love doing all the snap together and the twisty, uh, but yeah. but at some point uh, we need it to be a little bit more mechanically strong and have it be uh, removable without yeah. um, like a, if you've made like snap together stuff before, you do get a degradation of the um, snap part. It can, yeah, depending over on the time. force, over time, all that yeah. sort of thing. So screws is a great way to just kind of make it 
this is gonna permanently, well, it's it's a good mix of like, it's permanently secured in place, but I can also take it apart. Yeah. So really nice. Mm -hmm. No need for heat inserts or anything like that. It just kind of taps into the plastic real nicely. Yeah. And so. then um, some of the other parts is just uh, having like a little, nice little mount for that. You could see uh, the way that it, everything attaches instead yeah, of having cool like- mount. Um, you got your built-in standoff, so you elevate the PCB. You could solder wires if you wanted to, but it's nice that you don't have to solder yeah. anything, especially with the circuit playground. All mm -hmm. the NeoPixels are built in. And you know, this is one of these things where we wish we could have uh, had more time to work on the code and, and utilize the accelerometers and do some cool things, but we kind of out of time. And you know what? I think that's gonna be for some folks out there that, uh, that fancy themselves programmers. They can uh, have fun coming up with some new interactive code for this type of project. So. Yeah, we'll take a look at the code once we go into the learn guide to see. Um, we're just using the built-in effects for that, using the pulse yeah. animation that Cagney had in there. Yeah, that's the LED animation library, our favorite library for CircuitPython. One of the easiest ones to use as well. So uh, as Pedro's doing that, I'll go ahead and load up the learn guide. The learn guide. So if you head over to learn.adafruit.com, you can see that the learn guide is up under the new section. And um, let me walk through the kind of home page. Real you quick, what it uh, is. the love or love the I love the factory is asking where are the uh, F3D files for the pieces? It is on the it's 3D the printing guide. page on the learn guide. Right, and if you just want the Circuit Playground, we have the Blue Fruit version and the Express version in our GitHub repository. Definitely check out the model. We have an STL, a STEP, and the Fusion 360 model of this. It has all the pre-populated components, so you can make sure that all your clearances are super tight and they have a one-to-one -one accuracy. So uh, check those out. That is how we make these projects possible. Yeah, especially with uh, having to fit everything into such a tight little spot, we, we need to make sure that all of the uh, standoffs and all of the clearances match. Right, right. And if you are doing something like Tinkercad, you can use those STL files as well. And I'll throw ahead, I'll go ahead and throw this link to our GitHub repository. There you go. And um, in the learn guide, that's where Pedro has uh, posted up the, uh, the CAD files. And if not, we'll be sure to do it. <laughs> I'm not sure if you posted it on Thingiverse and things like yep, that. Yeah, it's all on Thingiverse. Sweet. Everything's all linked That's up great. there. So you can get just the STL files if you just want to print that out, or if you want to adjust the Fusion 360 files. If you jump over to the 3D printing page, you can see um, the download yeah, for that. We'll get there. We're, we're going to run through it chronologically. So the parts, I'm really happy about the parts here. They're all in stock. Everything. It's, it's only three things, but the Circuit Playground has like a bunch of things, so that's why um, and then there's some ancillary things you, that you can get to, like the uh, LiPo backpack charger, oh, right. some I forgot uh, about cables. That. We got cables that are pink and they look great, right? Mm -hmm. Good quality cables. But yeah, the, it's just a circuit playground and a battery and the extension cable. It's nice that the extension cable, just you can use it as is. You don't need to splice it or shorten it or anything. And these batteries are in stock. They're really great batteries for these type of props with a handle or even if it's something else, it's are great batteries because they're not those soft LiPo pockets that can burst. Yeah. These are strong, you can drop them, um, but don't drop them, right? <laughs> yeah, and cables for days. Oh, and we also sell some, uh, a nice M25 kit, um, which you could use. Um, yeah. All right, so that's the overview page. All the parts are in stock. Get a Circuit Playground if you don't have one already. Um, or it'll come amazing. free with a $2.99 or yeah, more order. Like, there's a part shortage, how can we do this? <laughs> Both <laughs> supplies last, of course. So that's the overview page. Let's go ahead and jump into the CircuitPython page. This is a mirrored page that normally goes in with all of the boards, but we need people to know that you want to update your, your Circuit Playground Express with the latest version of CircuitPython, and this page walks you through it. Super easy to do so. You download a file from this, this link here, and when you download it, you get your board into the bootloader mode. There's a built-in reset button on the Circuit Playground Express. You hit that twice and then you go into this mode called bootloader. It shows up on your computer as a USB drive. It's called like C Play Boot. And then what you do is that that file that you downloaded from this green button, you literally drag and drop it onto that, onto that drive and it automagically flashes the new firmware and gets it all ready um, for CircuitPython. And then it reloads as a C play boot or a circuit pie drive rather and that's it you're done <laughs> then from there you can get the code one of the latest additions to the learn system is this project bundle 
previously had to kind of download a library bundle and then pick and choose the libraries that are used in this project. But this button now wraps everything up together so you do not have to hunt down the libraries. This will not just give you the code, but also any assets like bitmaps or MP3s, audio files, but more importantly, the library files that is necessary to run the code. So you do need libraries, this is Python. There's only two libraries here. We got the NeoPixel library and the LED animation library. Everything's commented. It's really, really easy to adjust it. To add more colors, we can add more colors uh, to the import. Right now I'm just importing white, but you could put a comma and add more colors. We have a whole slew of colors that you could play with. Um, those are listed in the LED animation library, which always is a good reference point if you're new to the library. But from here, we have a lot of built-in things, like you can tell the NeoPixels that I'm using the NeoPixel pin, because that's already tied into the, the Circuit Playground. And you can play around with the brightness, and then you can uh, change the pulse um, parameters in there. You can change up the color, the speed, and the period of which it's kind of um, going over time. And then this, uh, in the wild true, you could just got your pulse.animate, and it's animating indefinitely. So that's a quick look at the code, super duper simple. Um, Check it out. Again, if you click on that project bundle, it gives you the code and the libraries, and then you just drag and drop all those onto your CircuitPy drive, and you're ready, and your code just runs automatically. And the cool thing is, this isn't tied to an IDE. You can use a text editor if you want. You can open this on any computer that runs you know, um, a text editor and that has USB drive support. Like That's pretty much all the, the things, right? Like it works on a Chromebook. It's going to work on a Windows laptop. Sometimes it'll work on a Windows uh, tablet, Android maybe, and uh, we're hoping to have um, over-the-air Bluetooth connectivity at some point. Dude. Dude. And then this just gives you a screenshot of like what your drive should look like, your Circuit Playground slash Circuit Python drive. <laughs> this is what it looks like. You get a code file and your libraries are in that folder called lib. And there you go. Very, very simple. And that's the code, right? Uh, real quick though, let me uh, go to learn and just kind of go, if you want more, just type in LED animation, and then this is the one you want, CircuitPython LED animations by Katni, and uh, this walks you through all the various effects and colors, and you can make grids, you can do, te you can do text yet, but you can do all these rainbows, and um, you can create your own grid of LEDs, so it gets really advanced, and it gets really simple too. Um, so check that out if you haven't already. This is like my favorite library for CircuitPython. It's probably the most used <laughs> library for CircuitPython, at least when it comes to cosplay projects. Well, I'm super excited. Now it's time for 3D printing. Pedro, you take over. <laughs> now it's for 3D printing. There's quite a bit of parts for this. Uh, you're going to require some supports for um, a, a bit of them. So just make sure you have your uh, the settings I do list down, the ones that I have for the uh, cruelty printers it should be a little bit universal in terms of uh, what the sizes for the supports and the extrusions for them and then the uh, the, dis the Z distance of the supports for that. I uh, usually use, a, uh, you can look at the settings there, Which but one, one of the the, um, the question that I wanted to cover, somebody on the Discord was asking the uh, design uh, or the Fusion 360 file is that button yeah. right underneath so, download us? Yeah, let me walk through this one. I like this. Uh, so this edit design button. So this is for every single one of right. our projects. Click on that. That's where it is. Right underneath that download STL button. You have two I, different options. And inside of the design, you have right. a lot more options right, for so, the format of the design that you want right. to do. I opened a new tab. And this lets you preview uh, the design before you download it. So this is all in the browser. This is all run through Autodesk's website. And then what you want to do, you can you can look around it. You can even do some fun things like exploding it if you want to see all the pieces. And you can really get a good look at the design before you kind of play with it. There's there's a lot going on here, right? So what you want to do is up here, there's the download button. And then there's all of these formats. You want the step? You want a SAT? Do you want a FBX, STL, SketchUp? Sure, no problem. The Fusion 360 archive is here. It'll ask you for your email, and then it'll send you directly to your email. And that's the way kind of this thing works. Um, but also, you can always just download um, the STLs if you just need those to print them out from the Thingiverse link. But yeah, this is how to kind of walk through this, uh, this, this browser model editor. And then there's this button here, Open in Fusion 360, if you do have it. 
um, I think it'll download it and bring it directly into Fusion 360. But there's a lot of stuff here. This is normally meant for folks that want to review things so you can mark up, annotate directly on this. If you had like a design change for your client, that's really why Fusion has created that. But it's all done through their, uh, through their website. It's all interactive. And then the STL buttons, I think this is a direct link to, uh, to Thingiverse. Thingiverse. Yeah, so you can pick yeah. out any of the STL files or just down the, download the entire thing as a bundle. Yeah, you can see here. Yeah, all the STLs are right there. Wonderful. So there you go. That is how to download the files. And as we were mentioning before, we have all of the support settings here. Uh, some of the most notable ones is uh, lowering the extrusion with Fourier supports. So it's usually it's 0.4. Chop that in half to 0.2. It'll make the the um, how thin the supports come out, which will make it a lot more easier to uh, remove, and it won't fuse with your uh, the geometry of the model. Yeah. Uh, support density, I always knock that down all the way down to like four or six, depending on how much density you need. You don't need 10 or 20 or whatever the default uh, support density is for that. Mm -hmm. And then the Z height, uh, 0.21. Uh, that's just some you know trial and error uh, experimenting how far I could have the supports away from the geometry. Like the actual model, okay. Yeah. It's important to have some sort of Z height here for mm -hmm. your supports so, so that it's does not easy to yeah. the model. Interface, now I kind of remember what this is. So it's just another, it's like a roof or a flooring. Layer. Yeah. Just want to turn that on. Yep. And support roof, I guess it goes hand in hand with the interface. Yep. Don't need the, the floor support, so you can leave that off. Uh, you don't need to have an, another additional oh, um, bottom uh, part for your supports to sit on top of. Okay. And then the pattern for that, zigzag, and then support roof pattern also zigzag. Yeah, so that's a good pattern. What other patterns are there? Uh, there's a, like... Um, grid or something? Grid, yeah. Okay, so I think that one tends like. to... Depending on the geometry, of course, so you do want to experiment with that. But that I found the like, zigzag yeah. to be pretty universal for seems some like of the, the geometry. Main, the main things to look at is like the density of your support, yeah. How far away is it from your model? And how? do you have these roofs on or on? And do you have the zigzag pattern? Yep. Now this is all done in Cura, which is an open source software. You can use Prusa Slicer or something else. Right. They an, should have extrusion right. with Some density. of the terms might be different, but for the most part, they kind of have the same sort of terminology mm -hmm. um, for the other slicers. But that's how Peter's got it. He's got a nice GIF here too, of showing like the way the um, stepping mm. through the, uh, the layer lines looks like in the slicer. So that's cool. And then these are regular kind of PLA settings. Yep. 220 for the extruder, 0.2 layer height, 10% uh, of the gyroid infill. That's our favorite infill pattern. And then, you know, some speed settings here, 60 and 60C um, temperature on the heated bed. Uh, but yeah, that's it. So, cool. Yeah, I think that's everything for that part. Okay. Uh, yep, all the listing of all the different pieces you'll need there. Right. And Rat wand. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nice code name, Ratwand. <laughs> cool. And then the assembly page just really steps through um, getting all the screws. And you kind of want to follow this chronologically, right? Yeah. Yeah. The thread. You have like special holes and stuff at the bottom there um, for uh, for routing the, your uh, your cable. Anything special about this? Uh, no. Just follow it step by step, and then. Uh just the way that the uh, the JST plugs in before you mount the CPX. Mm -hmm. um, that the only yeah, thing is uh, just the routing of the the wires right. inside of the collet. Right. You do only... do a little bit of threading, threading the needle, but you know no soldering here. That's really nice yeah. because it, it plugs directly into that connector mm -hmm. on the on the back of the circuit playground. You are gonna need. I didn't count, but it's quite a bit of the uh, M two point five uh, by six millimeter yeah. long or five millimeter long right. uh, screws <laughs> to like uh, attach everything. <laughs> it feels like twenty of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of made a joke in the video. Mm -hmm. I think there's a joke comment too. It's like. Do you need screws or something like that? <laughs> this is a great comment. Um, yeah, real quick, I did check. Okay, good. Yep. All right, and then uh, once you get your your circuit, is it does the circuit playground? It could be in any orientation. Uh, as long I as mean, it's facing up. Yeah, there's only two two uh, ways to do it. Right. So and the um, I don't have one here. Yeah, it's either you know the GST sticking out either this way or the other way. So you can't really get that wrong. There it's either. On this side or on this side, you can't right. really. It's have symmetrical it the other way. in that way that the mount is symmetrical. Mm -hmm. So that's how it's working. Cool. Yeah, and there is, like you were saying, there is an order operation. So you have to mount the uh, the CPX mount onto the collet before you mount the uh, circuit playground itself, because otherwise you don't have access to get into mm, the screws. That's right. So that's the only like downside of uh, having it be no, all screws. Just the way it has uh, to you be. You just have to do it in that order. Cool. cool. Good. 
And you documented well. Yep, attaching the domes. No, uh, have the dome first. All the sides the and then the. Uh, one of the things I did not document as well is the way that yeah. the access uh, wire sort of wraps around check your, the framing. Check it. There you go. So yeah, you'll be left with uh, this axis here. Ah, I see. And I, I just wrap it around. Mm, look at that. On the outside like I didn't that. You notice that? What? And it just that's goes so right in here. You get that? Yeah. Great use of that. Yeah, man. And that's in there like that. Yeah. And how funny that they have all the <laughs> JSC wiring all uh, exposed, exposed yeah. in the prop. Yeah, you wouldn't want a rat to bite one of those wires. <laughs> ah. <laughs> no, okay. no. The only other difficult part was uh, the little greeblies for this. Uh, you want to have the screw go through the fake um, printed or the faux screws, and then have that screw into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then you have that going into there. Mm -hmm. So screw it into the fake buttons, and then screw that whole thing as one into the uh, into the handle. Sweet. That's pretty much it. Yeah, man. Your faux. Uh, screws and whatnot. All right, and the rest of it is the grievous, like you said. Oh, we forgot to insert that battery. Yep. So the battery the last goes things. in with the JST connector facing out. You can still pop, pull it out, right? There's enough. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not super tight in there. No, I made sure of that because uh, I did notice that some of the, we, we have like a bunch of different uh, stock of batteries. They do, yeah. They, you know, one will be like a year from, yeah. one that we got a year ago, one it's is more recent. Tolerance differences. Tolerances do change so. between suppliers. So uh, it is like a point one. Uh, yeah. A little bit thicker. So. I remember when you were doing the prototype, like you couldn't fit it all the way in. Cause like, dang it, this battery died, and I pulled out another one, and mm -hmm. so you had to make it just that much bigger. Yep. So, it so they would all it, fit. You've accommodated the diameter mm -hmm. of the handle to fit all of the uh, various. Yeah. Because sizes, I think the newer battery. the newer supplier is just a little bit uh, thicker, so I had to make it uh, the the inside of the handle to right. accommodate that. Yeah. But that's the only change if, you know, we somehow uh, change suppliers again and it's thinner this time, you can go inside of the uh, Fusion file and Updates inside diameter. of the timeline, yeah, it is just a, uh, a pull, push and pull <laughs> command. So just go inside there and uh, either delete the uh, 0.1, uh, 0.15, uh, uh, where yeah. it makes it thicker, uh -huh. or just delete that in the timeline. Yeah, or if you're crazy, you can integrate like the contacts and like have real double uh, A batteries in there. Like that would be awesome too. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, outside of our time frame, but yeah, that'd be really cool. All right, and that's a learn guide in a nutshell. We wanted to cover some of the nitty gritty details as we like to do, because we think those are useful for folks. And uh, let's go ahead and what else? Should we just go to the- pretty much it. Go to the- Go to the thing and read some stuff. Yeah, the uh, Love the Factory was saying that the direct link yeah. uh, was better because it was taking them to the Fusion download page. Oh no. no. That link I grabbed is what's uh, right, what that button is linked to, but yeah, maybe it does do that if you don't have it installed or something. Mm -hmm. But again, you can uh, grab any format that you want and uh, edit it in uh, your favorite CAD package, even uh, Tinkercad. Yeah, for sure. All right. So that's this week's project. All right. So a that's fun cosplay project. Yeah. So tons of more yeah. stuff you can add to it, like interactivity with the, um, the accelerometer. There is a little built-in speaker on there, so you can have some sound effects going. And yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's uh, still more that you can do that to that mm -hmm. in terms of the colors and all that, too. Yeah. Another thing I like about our props is like we try to Make it with very little finishing, so no sanding, no painting. Yeah, I mean, you could thing. still add all that in there. Like you were saying, like I was saying last week, uh, there are like some sort of textures on here um, that they show in the, the three yeah, scenes that, right. the, that it's in. But it's kind of hard to tell, and you can, you, know, you can interpret that any way you want. Uh, you do have a layer by layer on do adding embosses to yeah. um, cylindrical really objects. You can check that out and add it yourself. Kind of looks like a maze. I just ran out of time. Yeah. Uh, these parts, uh, I didn't list how long they take. Uh, it does this take quite like a while. Yeah, this one takes. Hours? Yeah. yeah hours. I mean, it looks like you know, it's just a cylinder. It's you mm -hmm. know, whatever, 120 uh, millimeters tall. But yeah, that takes about four or five four hours. or five hours to print out. Mm -hmm. um, you don't want to skimp out on uh, trying to print it too fast because then it'll become brittle and then you know the. I, ha I did have that happen where I tried to print it too fast and um, broke it while we were trying to show it off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you always want to make sure things are a little bit thicker than they are. Uh, mm -hmm. Or just take, you know, the speed, just knock it down to like 60 or 50. Right. Uh, 
and that should uh, yield a very nice, strong, sturdy part. Cool. Any questions? We'll take them. But um, yeah, you most can just of your post answers them are yeah throughout the show. Yep. Just a little comment on the QD Pine needs a reverse mount LED for ping pong ball size knockoff. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually thinking of adding like a NeoPixel on the back so the entire thing would illuminate, but. Uh, all we did was just use the natural yeah. PLA instead. And that, on the camera, it kind of illuminates it more. Mm -hmm. And in the dark, too, you'll see a lot more uh, right. illumination. And since you're holding it sort of this way, it just looks Yeah, that's all, what you're looking at more. Yeah, even there, it looks pretty fully illuminated. But you could Does definitely. Does anyone else feel like this, do that. this is like the motion controller from the PlayStation 3? Definitely looks like that. It's like get two of them <laughs> and start doing your little. Right? Exercise I wonder dance. if that would work. <laughs> yeah. Like if it w you could trick it in terms and uh, for following if it starts following that instead. Hello, is this a microphone? Hello, <laughs> hello. You've made your rat catcher. What are you gonna do next? I'm going to Disney. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. All right. So that's this week's project. Awesome work, Pedro. Another great Circuit Playground Express project, and you can easily swap this out for Blue Fruit Express and do some Bluetooth color changes and effects. Oh, I think I know what they meant, like have a cutie pie in there and it has like NeoPixel ring around it, like it's suspended yeah, in the cool. middle. Yeah, that, yeah. That'd be really cool, yeah. I think that, that feels like my other prop over here, the... Which one? This fire thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. This medieval fire torch, it kind of has a jewel on the inside of it. This is just prop hour now. <laughs> there's a jewel in there and then there's like a, a gemma on the bottom of this little thing and there's a fan inside. I think I took the battery out, but yeah, the battery. Yeah, I took the battery out. <laughs> but yeah, that's fun. And it has like this little. I mean, it is uh, coming up on Halloween, so. We are. Should do a whole show of just the props. Right, all the Halloween, Halloween props, props <laughs> together. Okay. All right, I think that's it for this project. Excellent. All the links are there. Yeah. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's What Are We Prototyping? All right, well, we're. we're um, we're, we're kind of still experimenting with CNC milling. So here's what I got for you folks this week. So I've been playing around with a lot of wood, CNC milling wood, and um, here, it, here it just is. This is a CNC milled panel for a Raspberry Pi case. The design is something that is inspired from the Apple Mac Pro that came out a couple years ago. And it's a 3D spherical pattern that is uh, milled <laughs> using a ball nose a uh, flat end, no, flat end, come on. A ball nose end mill. That's this tool that looks like a drill bit, but it has somewhat like this, a curved thing, which I got and I'd be like, what, what can I do with this? So I figured, oh, the best thing to do is to make something that's spherical like that. And that's what uh, prompted me to like try this out. So it's mill. It's a two part mill. So I, I firstly do this part and oh man, I forgot to, <laughs> I forgot to, I edited a video of it milling and I, whatever, I'll share it on my socials, but uh, yeah, the, the thing here was to figure out what's a good project for my ball nose mill, because people, that's what people do. So I came, I came up with this, uh, this thing here. A couple, probably like a couple months after the Mac Pro came out, I wanted to model it up and I did and I printed it, but more as like a bit of like a, just to see how it would print, right? So I did this, so this is 3D printed. You know, sure, it's 3D printed, you could do that, that's great. But I really, really wanted to try out, how do I mill this thing? Because the real Mac Pro grill is milled out of aluminum. This just kind of looks like aluminum. And forget aluminum, I want wood. So I wanted to see how this would work in wood. And uh, I came up with some interesting techniques in the, in the cam workspace in Fusion 360 to make this a repeatable pattern uh, so that I'm not spending, um, an hour calculating the toolpaths for like, just do all of it, you know? Especially when you're using the adaptive clearing, which is, in a, which is an operation in the CAM workspace. Like if you just tell the model, if you just tell the, the operation like, hey, figure it out, it literally couldn't. Hmm. I, I, maybe wow. 20 minutes I sat there and I was like, okay, this isn't, this isn't gonna work. So I had to do one and then repeat that and mm. then figure out how to make the pattern work and then flip it. I'm using an alignment bracket and that way it's perfectly lined up. But yeah, it's a pretty interesting um, technique in, in terms of cam on coming up with this type of shape. So let me show you the actual um, case. 
this is like a PC tower inspired case for my Raspberry Pi 4. I have a fan here and another fan here mounted. Mm -hmm. This, yeah, and this is a uh, Stemma OLED display. I don't have a connector right now because I need to give it power, but this would show the IP and the temperature of the CPU. But you have all the access to all the USB, Ethernet, and then this panel goes in here like that. And then you have holes here uh, for the audio, micro, US, micro HDMI, and the USB-C. Uh, so this will be a bit of a Pi project. And it also has a 3D printed handle with a print-in-place hinge, because why not? Um, but yeah, this whole piece here is all 3D printed, and I've just been experimenting with different uh, methods of coming up with these grills, or these side panels. It's about four millimeters thick. Um, and this was all milled on the Bantam Tools PCB mill. Oh man, this took a couple hours to mill out. Yo, this took six hours, son. So long. Three hours here. All night long, three hours oh, that's all here. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. This, however, only takes about three hours. Oh no, what happened, camera? Woo! There you go. go. And um, here is like the original kind of plate. So that would go like here. And that looks cool too, but man, it's really fun to uh, get like a new piece of tool, new piece of equipment. You're like, what can I do with it? And then you end up with like something that looks just gorgeous and a different type of material, completely different um, method. Like there's nothing complicated here other than like modeling, the, like figuring out how to model this. Um, there's tutorials out there. Some folks have figured out how to do it. Uh, I'll probably do tutorials as well, but um, it was really cool to take this simple print and then like figure out how to uh, program the, the tool paths for your, uh, for your machine. So, doing an aluminum one yeah. next, just for, you know, heat transfer and all that. For, right. Would it be a lot more cooler, especially on this side where the fan is. Right. And uh, Love the Factory is asking, do all of your cam efforts live in the native Fusion file? Absolutely. That's why I really like Fusion 360 because it's Not just... only does it set up your um, CNC toolpaths, but all of the electronic components that Lamar designs yeah, they, is an Eagle yep. and all, if, it, it's just, all one. Just work, it's yeah. one app It really now. is nice, yeah. But yeah, all the cam stuff is done in Fusion and um, that that's really great that I don't have to switch between two different apps to do my cam stuff mm -hmm. because when I make a change in the design, it reflects in the toolpath. Beyond that, it's the same team programming that's at right. Autodesk yeah. that is fusing all of the fusion <laughs> fusioning all of this together fusioning the fusions yeah yeah this is unfinished this is completely off the bed i want to add some shellac to it to really pop this out but this is walnut i did see the uh, material i wanted to do some cherry because like apple cherry wood sounds funny but uh, uh -huh. I, I i ran out of some oh no I, I still have some cherries just i had this piece ready to go and i just surfaced it and um got it to the right length and i was like all right i'm ready to cut this up and that was super fun but yeah, I'll release the STLs and stuff once I get uh, some time to, uh, to get everything finalized. Together. Yeah, it's pretty finalized. I just need to the, at least the the uh, printed file is good right. to go. Yeah. By the way, these are heat set inserts right there. Big ups uh, from or shout outs from uh, Tora Bayato Tormato on the using the thumb screws as feet. Oh gosh. Yes. Uh, three prints little yeah. Ninja Flex uh, pads. These are the... so great, and they're purple. Oh, they're I love from. Those. Uh, I bought them from Amazon. I think the the, the vendor is called like Uni's U, UXL. UXL. U, the letter U, the letter X, and then Cell. We should probably. They, they sent. They tend to do a lot of uh, screws and stuff. But these are so great because they're atomized, atomized, mm -hmm. something like that. Um, thumb screws. They're really really we chunky should, and they have um, knurling. They're not. They're not cheap. I think it's like. Yeah. For 10 bucks? pieces, it's uh, 12 bucks 12 for 10 bucks. of them. That's not too bad. Yeah, and it's M3, and they, um, they're we really should, good quality. Um, suggest these yeah, to be added to the store. Yeah, because <laughs> they're like Python purple, right? Yeah, yeah. I added the link in really the great. Discord if you guys want to check them out. Uh, you've been using them in a bunch of the heat insert. You know what's funny? Yes, yeah, for sure. You know what's funny is uh, I actually use this as my, uh, my, uh, my media center for my yeah, TV yeah. in my bedroom. That's why you need all the fans on yeah. there. It's streaming on. Yeah, I don't need all the fans, but I just I have access no, to No, you're going to need them. So I tried it keeps doing it nice and cool. 
Yeah, doing the, like the Braincraft hat right. projects. I tried not enabling the fan. Bad idea. I had a, it like killed the SD card. Yeah, this is one of the Noctua fans too, which is the best type of fan to get because it's super quiet. And it, look at the color scheme. It like matches it perfectly. You get this like peach <laughs> color. Oh, Andy Calloway cool. is uh, suggesting to use a raspberry Wood. <laughs> raspberry wood. Huh. <laughs> For the raspberry pie. It's like a bush. I have to like right. <laughs> get a bunch of sawdust together and yeah. some MDF. <laughs> but yeah, very fun. Um, you, I've seen other designs. By the way, this is like Inspire. I didn't come up with this. Um, very popular uh, raspberry pie. But yeah, I did design, design it all myself, right? I just inspired. Yeah, inspired by like these PC tower cases with an OLED display on there. And, um, you know, this really shows the project when it's all done. It'll, it'll be like a good promotion for Blinka, which is the CircuitPython libraries working on uh, a Python on a Raspberry Pi and uh, other single board computers. So you can just connect up your, uh, your Stemma boards directly to your Pi with one of these hats, and then you can do I2C over it. And um, the OLED has... Uh, the temperature of the CPU and the IP address and some other things that you can display. So that's all fun to do, especially yeah, on your Pi cool. case. Lots of good uses for Pi servers still. And um, yeah, why not make a really fun, fancy case and learn some new skills? Yeah. The Love Factory is asking about the Bantam tools. Is there a tool change option? I don't think there is. You could probably make one, but yeah, I just manually change out the tool. Um, there's some new CNCs on the market that like have these built-in tool changes, which is so cool. Um, but I really like my Bantam. It's, I, don't, I had it here last week. Um, it's just really compact and small. But uh, there's some other things on the market, like the Nomad 3 and, oh boy, there's some other ones, like the Snapmaker, I think, is another one. So you can check those out as well. And um, maybe Bantam will get their PCB mill back in stock at some point, we'll see. But yeah, that's the uh, What Am I Prototyping project. Um, yes. Any questions? Any comments? Let's see. Oh, uh, any updates on the two or three amp version of the Power Boost? Uh, if there's any holdup on it, it's probably it might be supply mm. uh, getting the, the the components yeah. in. And uh, there's a couple other projects that are being worked on. I think uh, you already mentioned the AdaBox. Subscribe to the AdaBox because mm -hmm. that's what's uh, being worked on next for Halloween. Yeah, you got to look at uh, some of the. You need to start promoting it now. You got 21 days until the next box ships. Yeah, we it's got a too couple long for now. of uh, previews of what the uh, next component is going to be. Holy crap! It looks so cool. Yeah, it's it is pretty, amazing. Pretty cool. Definitely sign up if you are not a subscriber. <laughs> yeah. Nice little uh, segue into that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Thanks. <laughs> All right. I think that's what we're prototyping. Yay. Um, I don't have much of a shop talk. We kind of talked a lot. Yeah, that's, you pretty much bled into that okay, shop talk. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> oh, and uh, Yanni on the Discord is uh, there is posting wood? a link to the Raspberry Jam. Is this is this wood? Is this real wood? Looks right. like it. Common name is Raspberry Jam. That's uh, crazy. We're gonna have to order some of this wood just for this. <laughs> is it machinable? Oh wow! Look, it shows you this nice little um, overlay this of what it looks like. This looks a lot like. like um, Look at this. Chillact, not yeah. chillact. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. This is really cool. This I really think we're looks have to like order some. Uh, the uh, the end grain really looks like this purple hard stuff. Here, remember last week? I love how we just get into these weird things. Like, look at the. Doesn't that look like raspberry jam? Yeah, it focus does. Almost. Huh. Come on, focus. Hold that for me right there. There you go. Whoa. Look at that. That's purple heart wood. Mm. It is a lot more <laughs> dramatic nice. looking yeah. on the camera. That's, again, I haven't finished Whoa. it. I haven't finished I haven't sprayed it. Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> I, I don't at know. least this one. I think I will. Because I have a bunch Maybe of just them. one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But look at that. That's purple heart. That I heard this. So nice. I need to research this, but I heard somebody say like it's it could be poisonous to some animals and humans, oh. but like I, it's a readily available on the Inventables website. That's where I get all my wood because they tend to surface it for you already, mm -hmm. and like they're a big brand and I trust them because like I've already spent money with them, <laughs> so and they never uh, they ship pretty early. But yeah, there's uh, there's your raspberry jam right there. It's purple heart, but hey, this Close. looks great too. The uh, 
the shouldn't stuff get here. it because the grain just just reminds me of those like little holes and stuff like that mm -hmm. like that's what reminds me of the sound oh. grain here here's a piece of purple right now <laughs> oh e e yeah here's the purple look how purpley it is it's not colored it's really is purpley like that yeah at first i thought it was funny like, they, they should call this raspberry come on huh? sorry i forgot to turn the focus off yeah maybe i'll 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 use this material to make one of these. Mm. What do you think? Mm -hmm. It's like right on the like right on the thing right there. And then oh, a tip that's... from uh, Dwester saying that the red screws are four dollars cheaper and fit a little bit more to the pie theme. The what screws? The thumb screws. The oh, red color. Oh, there are some red ones. Yeah, I got purple because oh, Python. Blinka, yeah. Blinka. Our show has a lot of purple. Mm -hmm. But yeah, get the red ones. Yeah, the red looks really looking at that. I love red looks screws. really good too. Like I was gonna put thumb screws here too, but I think these socket ones like just look better because hmm. like I had, I I got a couple of these right in different colors. I didn't get red though. All right, well that is shop talk. <laughs> we talked yeah. in the shop. All right, let's go ahead and jump into this week's community makes. Oh god, we have so many community makes this oh. week. So let me uh, queue up my uh, my get up here. I mean, I have the, the the communicator, so you might as well put put this on here. All right. So this week we 3D printed uh, a kit, the visor from Star Trek: Next Generation. This is a really awesome um, kit that you can 3D this is print. A and, request and, from a Star Trek fan uh, PT. Yeah, super cool way method uh, to print this out. The grid. Yeah. Is uh, printed oh, flat and then it curves. I should have seen the time one. lapse. We can take this apart, I guess, if you want. We have another one right there that you can take apart. Oh. Um, and it's by Michael Jones, the designer Michael Jones. Take it is, apart his the is the fellow's name who posted it up on Thingiverse. Very, very cool uh, kit. That's like it's one of the easier kits to print. This is me wearing it, by the way. Yeah, I've seen a couple of these together. models go up, but it, it's always been you know all completely assembled. So it's printing these on the Z. And what you were saying before, pop these out. I like how these are printed. Oh, I think these are oh, you press it? fit. No, it's just that the press fit for this is like super, super tight. I got you, sir. You it's called the spudger tool. It's our one of our favorite tools. We love it so much that we stock it in the store. Just search say, for spudger. I was gonna say post a link. <laughs> oh yeah, let me do that. Sponsored by. I don't think it's gonna sponsored do it. by. What do you mean? <laughs> It's a, today's show is brought out. to you by today's tool. Is spun, is I go to the red. Oh, is it there? I saw there. Yeah, I'm just gonna rip it out like that. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, just the thinness of the, of the what that's PLA, attached. Non Ninja Flex because it's so thin. You can make these type of geometries and shapes with PLA, and you can curve it out. It's got a bit of a, a non-linear shape here. Like it tends to curve a little bit. Just I think to help. Um, Have it go inside it? the slot inside, inside here. Inside the slot, yeah. There's a little groove in there, a little channel, and uh, this is printed in that lovely goldish PLA, no finishing at all, right? Mm -hmm. There's some glitter. Um, there's some flakes of glitter integrated into the uh, filament, so you get that nice shine. And none of this was finished. Yeah. So it just prints flat like that. Yeah, <clears> as <throat> we showed you in the time lapse. So let me pull up uh, Michael Jones's. Uh, is it Michael Jones? I think it's Michael Jones. Yeah, Michael Jones. Maybe it's a pseudonym or something. But here, by the way, here's the spudger tool. <laughs> it's a great little prying tool, double-sided prying tool. All right, but let's go to the Thingiverse page. Here is uh -huh. un, unmatrixed red is the handle. Michael Jones is the handle, but look at these photos of the... And there's a couple different uh, versions of the visor piece there. You can see there's three different ones. You can right. choose your design. Cool, different grids, grills if you will. And they all look super cool. Yeah, and they all print without any supports, I think. Oh, uh, no, no supports. All this is all flat. Yeah, that's great. There was and like a, another part, if you go to the all pieces there, that I didn't print that part. I, I don't know if it's Oh, the needed. top and the bottom yeah, parts? I don't think it's needed. Maybe? I'll but, be honest, I don't, I don't really, I don't really, I'm not like a huge Star Trek fan. I'm, I appreciate like, you know, mm -hmm. the theme and everything. But don't don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, DeWester's uh, suggesting that uh, adding magnets to your skull because I'm guessing that's what how these attach to uh, Georgia Forge is. Uh, oh, to my skull, huh? Yeah. No, here here's how I'm wearing it. Here so we're using these uh, big um, 
rubber bands. Yeah, and you just tied them off to these yep, little, them off and little then bumper bits. So a little really well. and because my hair is black, you can't even see it because it, it kind of bleeds into it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So really these, nice. these have like some sort of coating on it too, so it's not like ripping out your hair or your yeah. skin. Yeah. So you think this is cool? All right. Well, you haven't seen nothing yet. Because we're, we're kicking it off with a little remix of this. I think this it's a remix. so cool. Could, maybe it's from uh, Stuart Riggs. He uh, printed one up and added LEDs with a cutie pie in it. Yeah. Again, Stuart Riggs, you, you come up with the best remixes. This is so like, freaking cool. This is great. You ready for it, folks? I don't think folks are ready. Brace <laughs> yourself. Like, oh, like, oh my god, that's so freaking dope. Look how well it's diffused right? as well. Like, the grill really makes it diffused. Now, Stuart, I have questions. Of course I do. Can, can you still see out of it? Like, does it so. blind you a little bit? And got different it looks effects. like it's facing outwards. So like with the uh, Daft Punk helmet, um, made it face outwards so you can uh, see through it. Yeah. And the buttons on the side, such a fine, right? like, great. So you have different modes. You can put integrated buttons. So it's got a QT Pi in it. I'm not sure if it's the RP41 or the, the same D1. It doesn't matter. But yeah, uh, Stuart did an awesome job. Mm. As I said in the tweet, like, please insert the, uh, Submit this uh, to the Hackaday IO yeah, contest. So this get is some, definitely so qualifies. Some, uh, some exposure and maybe potentially win. Some, yeah, some more so you can get stuff. some more, more or the more props. Digi key stuff yeah. too. Also, I'm curious which. Uh, there's just hundreds of different styles and layouts of, of uh, NeoPixel strips. I'd love to know which one oh, is this one. This is it the one, one that's? Is it the ones that are facing out, or is it just your normal mm. NeoPixels? I think and we do have those uh, super skinny ones too. The right, ultra. the mini skinnies. I wonder if those are yeah. being used. But in any manner, like Stuart figured it out, and it's just an amazing effect. I'd never seen right. uh, the the visor um, be lit up like that. That's like a first I've ever seen. So shoot, shout out to uh, to to you, sir, <laughs> to, to, so to Stuart awesome. <laughs> and uh, Mike Jones for putting it together. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the same model. This is what's awesome about like the open source. This is why we release. Like, so you know, great. this is why we release all the designs, all the yeah. code, because. You know, you can always add more stuff on top of it that makes it even cooler than it was before. So, yeah. yep, yep, yep. So, so awesome. It's very cool. All right, we got more community makes. So let's step through them all before. Uh, and in like the um, in the Discord, Discord.gg/adafruit, <clears throat> Stuart's sitting there and he is uh, listing out. It's uh, the small NeoPixels and the cutie yeah. pie with a push button and an on and off button. Yeah, he had to reduce the brightness. Oh, of course. Did. Yeah, yeah, those are Excellent. so bright. But yeah, even like at the pixels. lowest brightness, it's still pretty still bright. Pretty shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's it just picks it up great on the camera too. Yeah, think, yeah, which is excellent. All right, we're ready for the next one. Yeah, it always looked like Cyclops. Uh, yeah, pretty close, <laughs> but not not quite. All right, let's look at the next one. This is one of the first makes I think of this. The, well, maybe not the first make. This is a make of the. the dark saber. Come on, the dark saber from the Mandalorian. This is a really excellent remix because. Um, uh, Thingiverse user Ectotainment added what? more buttons and functionality to it. Oh, so if you can see oh, the hilt, so cool. you can see the hilt here has um, wow. a bigger on-off switch and these two left and right buttons that changes the like, mood. Yeah, the mood. Yeah, so here it is all lit up as a rainbow. Looks really nice. And uh, here's that hilt modified. Oh, that looks so good with all the... I don't know what are those like three different like bosses around it. it. Looks so great. Cool. So if you are looking to make a lightsaber or better yet, a dark saber, this is one of my favorite lightsaber builds because the blade is completely 3D printed and it has like this integrated channel for the NeoPixel strips. In the description, he says a really nice kit. I added a battery switch and two buttons to change the color mode for custom code. Parts print great with no supports and they fit together nicely. The only issue I had was printing the black blade covers, which didn't stick to my bed. I wish the handle secured to the coupler a little bit more firmly. I added some hot glue here. Thanks. Printed on a CR10 Cruelty. Um, wonderful, wonderful. So really, really psyched about that because uh, that was one heck of a project to build. <laughs> Excellent. Let's keep moving. Next up. I hope you like Lego compatible Stemma plates. This is a remix of the uh, Lego base plates for the Stemma boards. Um, Thingiverse user here, uh, Cord E La, came up with one for the new SCD 40 slash SCD 30. This is that air um, CO2 air quality sensor from Sensorion. This is a brand new board that um, came out, and that's that's why that's why this fellow wanted to make it so that it's compatible with some Lego parts. Mm. You can stick this base plate 
Um, it has these mounting holes and pegs, no screws necessary, just a little bit of glue to, to tie these two things together. And uh, you can have uh, some Lego compatible um, boards that uh, work with your Lego compatible <laughs> builds. So uh, shout out to uh, Cord, Cord, Cordila. I'll think of hers. All right. We have more makes. Come on, keep going. <laughs> All right, we have another one here from i2 and this is a little bracket for holding the Raspberry Pi Octoprint rig. So if you have an Octopi mm. set up and you want to have a touchscreen built into the, the Pi itself, you can build one of these and uh, come up with all sorts of different bracket um, solutions. This is a very popular project. It's been out for a minute and lots of folks have made fun remixes to fit their setups. That's what I like to see. All right, from there, we have two more makes here. Well, this one here, we're coming back onto the macro pad. Uh, Luciana, thank you for posting your make of the print and place stand. Um, there was a little thing here. My hinges were too loose, probably because I printed it in the low res. To tighten things up, I added some E6000. So there you go. And it has some rubber bumpers on the bottom Ooh. too. It looks great in red. Excellent. Yeah, it's always tough to get uh, printed place things. I, I tend to make them a little bit loose can, because yeah. I don't want it to fuse. But hey, glue's good too. Here is a macro pad case uh, build. This is a JP's Ooh. design. JP designed this one, and Thingiverse user uh, Nascent Maker posted their make of it up. Look wow, at these really the nice smoky smoke keys. Black look awesome. Keys, they look great. And uh, this is a really excellent. Uh, designed by John, John Park. And nice. it has like these really nice edges yeah. and stuff like that. And the filament, always great, mm -hmm. um, glitter filament. And uh, again, printed on a Krillty Ender 3. <laughs> like everybody's got these Enders, which is great. Yeah, man, it's a good price. It is. Good quality. I think that's everything, yeah. Excellent, well, thank you everybody for posting your makes. And yeah, quick question from the Low Factory. Subtra subtract step files from a project to get snap fit to NeoPixels. Is that easy? Um, yeah, I suppose you could. Like if you were to open uh, the Fusion 360 thing, you can always right click on any of the components and say export as a step. Um, yeah. And then a suggestion from Torabito on the uh, Twitch saying to uh, try out some epoxy uh, for the um, keycaps. Mm. Is it a resin? Darker. Yeah, resin. Epoxy resin. Mm, yes. We, uh, we were told to stay away from that because uh, <laughs> Lamar had a tough time and she really mm. likes the, uh, the I'm UV I'm guessing for like a protection. Oh, okay. The UV resin because ah. it cures without having a two-part mm -hmm. thing. I think they mean like to uh, add, add some like protection over oh, it. Oh, I see what you're saying, okay. Yeah, we'll give oh, it a nice oh the wood keycaps? Yeah, the wooden keycaps. Yeah, that's a good idea, yeah. I'm getting some shellac on order and I want to spray it because uh, I don't like painting. I'm gonna try to spray it. Is it easier if the NeoPixels are native Fusion file? Yeah, that's a good uh, thing. Um, it's kind of difficult to model up the NeoPixels because first of all, there's just so many variants of it. Yeah. I might have a tutorial on like coming up with your own parametric um, strip thing. Like sometimes you want to do that, most times you don't. As long as you have like a channel, um, you just kind of measure it with your calipers. Like for the that's what I do. I just get the the height, the clearance yeah, for the how, thickness how, of how the uh, the LED, and yeah. that's going to change. And they're all different, yeah. yeah. Depending on which uh, strip you're using, there's yeah. so many variants. Right. So like when I'm making the channel for the dark saber, I had to measure and I had to mm -hmm. stick to that style of, yeah. of strips. I'm like, okay, this is mini skinny, so I need to keep it within this um, with this, within this width diameter mm -hmm. and um, the thickness diameter of the channel. So yeah, and you kind of want to have a little bit of a gap there so that you you have a little bit of wiggle room. Um, otherwise, like it'll just not work sometimes, right? So yeah, it can be a little bit tricky sometimes. All right, we got to get out of here and close the show, but uh, thank you everybody for coming in and hanging out with us. Don't forget tonight is Show and Tell and Ask an Engineer. Show and Tell starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and shortly after that, it's uh, Ask an Engineer with Lamar and Phil. I know, mine's taking apart. 
it looks kind of weird like that, huh? Yeah, so uh, we got to be mad here. <laughs> and then real quick, uh, Rosin is saying uh, another suggestion for the um, the cooking oil. Or, yeah, the, the, what, Use some cooking oil. Butcher block oil. Butcher yes. block oil, yes. yeah, that's a good one too. I want some I more suggestions. I that maker finish from uh, the Modern Maker folks. Hmm. They uh, have like a wood-based. There's Ooh. some linseed. I think linseed oil is a good one. Yeah. You got enough caps, you should try one different. For everyone, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> cool. All right, well, we're going to see you tonight. Thanks, Jimi Hendrickson. Yeah, we'll see you tonight on another show and tell. Don't forget, if you want to get, uh, if you want to participate into it, all you got to do is go to get the on Discord. Discord. Yeah, get on the Discord. The invite link for that is discord.gg slash Adafruit. You can go there, and then in the live broadcast chat room, uh, PT Phil, Mr. Lady Ada, he will post in the stream yard link. You click on that link and that open that in a new tab and make sure your webcam and microphone are all ready to go and you want to mute uh, until you are called upon. And that's how you get invited. You just click on a link. Yeah. All right, it's going to do it for us. Uh, full week of shows. Yep. I got John Parks Workshop tomorrow. You got Deep Dive with Scott. Yep, every Friday at 2 p.m. And then Desk of Lady Ada. Saturdays and Sundays at Maker Hacker Time, sometimes 8, sometimes 9, sometimes 10. Yep. <laughs> She's all over the place. And we'll start the week off with JP's Private Pick of the Week. Don't Every forget Tuesday. to tune in for, I believe it's 50% off on uh, some of the uh, picks for the week. So mm -hmm. definitely tune in every single week for that. That's right. That's going to do it for us. I think that's it. And we want right, 3D folks. Hangouts. Wait, oh yeah, 3D Hangouts happens every Wednesday at uh, whatever time, 11 a.m. <laughs> Thanks, folks. See Don't forget. Make, Make a, a great, great day. day. <laughs> Yay, we did it. All right, bye folks. See you tonight.